Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My name is Fred Kep. I am the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast. This is my announcer voice. Let's get it started! Bienvenidos, senores y señoras. How are you doing? It is another Monday, which means it is another start to a week where you can have a humongous impact on your students' lives. But first, we need to recharge you. That's what this podcast is all about. But I I don't know if you saw the Khabib and McGregor fight about a week ago, but it kind of got me in the mood to talk like a boxing announcer. So I'm going to go ahead and do this intro like a boxing announcer for our very, very special guest today. Put yourself in that scene. Husa. Blair Husted is from Milford, Connecticut, and currently lives in Norman, Oklahoma with her husband, Andy, a Navy pilot, and their dog, Minnie. She graduated from Auburn University with a bachelor's degree in early childhood education and is currently working toward a master's in educational administration, curriculum, and supervision. She was a teacher for five years in five different schools and four different grade levels. She has taught in Alabama, Florida, Texas, and Oklahoma, and recently accepted a full-time position with Student Success Agency as their Director of School Success. Without further ado, I would like to introduce the interview of the century with Blair Houston. Let's get ready to rumble. Enjoy. All right, everybody, we are here in the studio. Well, I'm in the studio uh, once again, and she's in Oklahoma. Yes, this is Blair Houston. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Fred? You know, I'm having a good... Actually, I'm re- we're recording this on a Monday, so uh, the episode with Daniel Gomez just came out. You should go check that out. I believe that's episode nine. It's a wonderful episode, but uh, definitely keep listening to this one, too, this is an interesting person that we're having. I mean, all people that I have on the show are interesting, but Blair is living in Oklahoma, and she just got done with five years, right? Five years of teaching in Oklahoma. Yes. Well, five years of teaching and actually only really like one and a half years of teaching in oh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I see that right here. It says you yes. taught in Alabama, Florida, Texas, and Oklahoma. Well, <laughs> yes. from what I understand, the last year of that was kind of crazy. If, if you want to take just a second and kind of let people in on what what's the deal with Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma is a whole new world. Um, I came from Texas and people told me life would change a little bit moving to Oklahoma and being a teacher. And I didn't anticipate the actual like the extremity of that <laughs> until I moved here. So basically, this whole entire year has been focused on like teacher pay and resources and funding for the classrooms in Oklahoma. Teacher pay is extremely low. I don't know the exact number. It's like 49th or 50th in the country for the amount, I guess, compared to like cost of living. So I actually took a $20,000 pay cut moving oh from Texas goodness. to Oklahoma, which was insane. You know, teachers don't make that much to begin with. So to like take a $20,000 pay cut, seems like I'm literally getting paid nothing. Also the funding here is just awful. I mean, I worked in a district where I was like 
super, super lucky to have really good community support. So we had a lot of bonds that paid for, you know, a lot of resources and different things for the teachers and the students. But I also worked in Oklahoma City for a few months, but we kind of transitioned in the middle of the year because my husband's in the military. And I mean, the, the funding was just absolutely horrible. And the schools are, the class sizes are huge. The schools are broken down. They don't have the resources. And so kind of this whole year has just been like a fight for funding and for teacher pay, but I guess across the state. And we had huge walkout for almost yeah, two weeks was, where we didn't teach yeah it was it was really insane but I mean it opened a lot of people's eyes and so now it's just there's like a slogan saying we'll remember in November and so we're just kind of hoping that we can maybe shift some of the people out of office and some new people into office that will vote for funding for education because it just doesn't seem like it's a priority here I guess there's other things that they prioritize and they just kind of think like funding in the classrooms and teacher pay isn't a big deal but it it is when you have like I think it's like 1,200 teachers out of the classroom or 1,200 classrooms that don't have teachers in them Um, you know that becomes a big deal yeah, so, just a little yeah. bit, just a little bit of a big deal. <laughs> My goodness, when that walkout was happening, like I first of all, I had no clue because like I just I don't know. I live under a rock. But then when <laughs> when I saw it and I did some research on it, I just I couldn't be- like I couldn't believe it. Like I could not believe that there's that little funding and and people would give that little of a flip about <laughs> about right. our our youth, which are eventually going to you know take their offices and things like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's kind of a heartbreaker. And just so you got everyone out there knows, like, um, she she can come in and, and talk about stuff like this because she's recently just gained <laughs> a new position with Student Success Agency. So congrats to you. You're the, di- the director. The director. I don't know. <laughs> Is that a problem? Director? Di- whatever. And he's, yeah. she's the director of School Success with Student Success Agency. What do you do with that? Thank you. I'm so excited about it. So being in Oklahoma last year, um, I had to get a part-time job, which is also the norm for teachers in Oklahoma, which was not the norm any other state that I taught in, um, to have a part-time job. So I worked with Student Success Agency as an agent like you and joined on. And so with my director of school success position, now it's my my role is to provide like exponential support to our school partners that we work with. So the over 100 schools that we work with across the country, it's my role to support their coordinators and their counselors that support the students that we work with. So we're kind of building that community around the student and around around their students and, and the success of their students. So my role is to support them, which is, is super cool. And I feel like super lucky to get to work with all these schools across the country. And it's, it's interesting having had the background of like teaching in all these different schools yeah. um, across the nation. So I have a little more of like, okay, I know there's schools that work all, they work differently. Like every school mm-hmm. is different, how it works and, you know, the community in their school. So that's been super helpful, but I have a lot to learn too. And I've already learned so much about you know, just like education in general and our schools across the nation and like kind of gained a greater, I guess, like a big, I've seen the bigger picture now a little more. And so I've gained a little bit of a more of an understanding of like what the status is of education in our country. But I like can't even imagine like a year from now what I'm going (laughs) to, what knowledge I'm going to acquire. So I'm really excited about it. And I just feel like so lucky to be learning from some of the best educators in the country. Such a cool experience. And it, it, like I said, or like you said, you you definitely have the background to to go in and, and kick butt with that. 
free interview, I don't usually start by asking, hey, what's it like teaching where you are? Uh, so let's go ahead. So I usually ask people, what is like one way you start the week? Like what's something you have to do on Monday? And what I want to hear from you, I want to hear that right now because that's uh, you're obviously a very positive person who, who has a great mindset. But I also want to hear that same answer flashback a year ago or, or let's say half a year ago when you were right in the thick of things with with teaching in in a state with that kind of I guess environment what was something that kind of got you through the week <laughs> no that's a that's a really great question um so I'm gonna flashback first to you know to then to to waking up I guess um when you first asked that what kind of went through my mind which is not not like positive at all. It's waking up with the last alarm possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like my Monday morning ritual of like, all right, I'm going to wake up early tomorrow. I, you know, on Sunday <laughs> night, I thought to myself, and then every Monday was like, I'm like booking it out the door, like low key trying to speed to school. Um, but really, I just think that's because like teaching's exhausting, and I never realized that teaching was so exhausting until I stopped teaching. Like I was tired all the time. I just remember like coming home and from work and wanting to sleep like every single day. And I my job now is like I guess on my feet as much or working around kids, and so it's definitely hard work, but it's not like as physically exhausting for some reason. So that was my that was my first thought, but really like in the classroom I think something that like (laughs) I would try to do every Monday was just like build our classroom community and culture not even worry about academics the first little while just focus on making the kids have a good week so like I'm gonna start the week off bad the week's gonna start off bad for them too and we're just gonna we're not gonna have a great week together and like that's gonna be worse on me and you know and them so something that I would do like every Monday morning was a song to like get us started for our week so we had like a classroom theme song pretty much every year so last year it was uh, that song Thunder Um, oh yeah I can't remember the the name of the artist now but we like changed it up and changed the lyrics to like start our morning off and so if the kids weren't hyped enough like I would get on the table and get on the chair and be like you guys need to get on the tables and chairs now too and like start jumping up and down and we just like hype each other up because it was like you know even if like one kid wasn't hyped up we'd be like all right well we got to get that one kid in and we'd like hype that one kid up like go over there start dancing and doing the floss with them or whatever we needed to do just to to start our week off because it was just like it just made a world of difference to start that minute or two minutes off in a positive way and then have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week and to build that community within each other too like we're all here to build each other up we're all here to to learn from each other and like we all want to be happy like that's kind of the end goal like what's the point in not being happy while we're here so yeah that's that was kind of our routine every week and honestly sometimes it was every day like in the morning if I noticed the energy was low I'd be like all right get up go stand on a table like go stand on a chair not on a rolly chair like I had to say that like every day Um, but go do something you know I don't care if you're doing backflips in the classroom like wake yourself up we're getting ready to roll and it just made the world of difference my goodness that I want to be in I want to be in Miss Houston's class or Mrs. Houston's class that sounds really fun getting on a table are you kidding me that's so cool oh my gosh it was funny, except for like the few scary times where the kids would like stand on the desk and like definitely dance too hard and the desk would start shaking. And I'm like, all right, we got to like <laughs> slow it down just one notch. But, oh 
gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna There's join there. in real quick and with with everybody that is listening out there, I'm gonna say it. Performance, 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 performance. <laughs> What's the song? The song that we did. Yes. Oh, we did. Oh, like you want me to sing the song? Oh, yeah, definitely. Gosh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just I just kidding. would read the lyrics. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Oh my gosh. So, what do you do? So uh, what do you do this this time of year? Like, what are you doing right now to get through your to get through your week? Yeah, you know, like honestly, I was a little nervous coming into this position of like being able to work from home or like work remotely and not have children to wake me up on Monday mornings. <laughs> that definitely wakes me up, like having to watch over twenty four children. Now I really like. It's totally different. I feel like I start my Monday mornings off like a little bit slower. Like I'll wake up and I'll like have coffee and I'll have something to eat, which is totally different than what I was used to. But I think just to like get myself in the right mindset. But maybe I should start doing dancing on the table again in my house. Maybe. To make myself wake up. I think what like gets me through the day now is having a goal in mind for for my week. So like, what am I focusing on this week? And like, because I'm so passionate about my job, because it's still education, and like, I'm still making a huge difference and an impact in students lives. Like, that's what gets me up and motivated to be able to want to do my job, which was like definitely a factor in the classroom too. Like the reason that I would wake up and go to work every day was because I like loved those kids. And I was super passionate about, you know, just giving them the best education possible. And so I think now I, I feel that in a different way with my position now, which is like super cool to feel it in a different way, but to still feel that passion 100%. Yeah. One thing that you said that kind of interested me earlier about when you were teaching about a year ago or whatever, is Mm -hmm. you would go home and you would be like really tired (laughs) and and stuff. And you were saying, oh, maybe it's because like the kids, you know, it's just really like in my opinion. So this has happened to me quite a bit as well. When it happens to me, though, it is because of not because I don't love what I'm doing. That was a I had a coaching job where I was coaching little tiny kids. We're talking like (laughs) I can't really call it coaching because it's like two to five year olds. But I would do it like at a at a preschool, like every morning, like at a different preschool. And every time I'd come back, I would be the same way. I'd be like super tired. I would I just so tired. I just wouldn't want to go like make it even to lunch. I found that when I left that, all of a sudden I had more energy. And it's like I could say, Oh, and now it's cause I have my mornings open, blah blah blah. But I was still mm-hmm. like I was the same way like, trying to get up as late as possible, trying to get there right <laughs> on time so I didn't have to be there too. What what happens is I don't think it's like the I don't like working with these kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't think it's like that. I think it's more the other things because there's so much more to teaching than just the kids, isn't it? Yes. Like, like there's so much more. There's paperwork, there's procedures, there's things that are just, la- I mean, there's even something like funding. For example, my, my, my boys, we played a team the other day and after the game, I know none of the balls went over the, the fence. I know none of them. <laughs> I was coaching the game. Um, I know none of my boys would steal balls from us. I'm not saying the other other team we played stealed but i'm saying we're missing three balls and we don't have <laughs> oh, no. funding in our program right. but like now we're three balls down and it's like are you kidding me and yeah just things like that is just like it they kind of weigh on people you know they especially do. when they don't look like they have that much of a solution so i think right. i think that probably may i mean there's something to be said about where like mindset and and that maybe aren't exactly why you're going there because that's that's the thing is you're doing a job for a reason 
you see that reason, but then when other right. things come into it that fight that reason, things get annoying. They right. Get really annoying. Yeah. And like you said, it weighs on you. I mean, just yeah. all the different things that teachers have to do is is crazy. And it's, you know, obviously all for like most of it has a purpose. I wouldn't say everything has a purpose because there's some paperwork where you're like, really, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Doing all of that, it takes time. And I think I was also exhausted because I wanted to make sure every single minute in my classroom that my students were there like had value and purpose. And so yeah. like I taught my heart out and I know like every other teacher out there does that too. And so like when you're teaching your heart out all day, every day, and then doing the other stuff afterwards, it's it takes a lot more than 40 hours a week. Like my average yeah, is probably definitely. like... 60 yeah if 60 was like a good week for me and then yeah when you just go hard every day for five days a week i mean it's just like so exhausting and not that five days a week and then you get nothing more from like you you know what i mean like no one ever like congratulates you no one ever like (laughs) you know sheds that light on you no one gives you a raise like right uh, it's oh gosh that which it seems like yeah, and it seems like, oh, wow, why do you do this? But then it, like, comes down, you know, obviously for the kids. And, like, when right. you see different things or, the, you know, you do make progress, like, they wake you up and get you there every morning. And, you know, not that, like, other jobs, like, in my job now, like, I feel like I work my heart out too. But I don't I don't know why. It's just, like, so much more exhausting because I guess because, you, you know, you're around this, you know, 24 little humans and you're, like, having to work with them but also getting up and moving. Like, there's just a lot of different factors. I think you're right like when you're teaching your heart out and then you're not getting a lot back in return it's like emotionally exhausting and then it becomes physically exhausting because you're like emotional about it and so there's just like so so much that plays into it but yeah it is that was one of the first things I noticed starting this job this new position was that I like my body wasn't as tired and maybe that means I need to be working harder I don't know or like doing dances or something while I'm working like I said but it is just like really really interesting and I a lot of other of my peers have said the same thing like I'm just so exhausted when I get home I know there's like a an Instagram hashtag that's like feed up Friday for all the like teachers that are on Instagram and like teachers just like post their feed up on Friday and that they just like go home and sit and sleep (laughs) and watch Netflix because it's so exhausting and by the end of the week most Fridays I didn't want to do anything I just wanted to go home and sleep too well hey that was a bit of a bit of a long first half of the episode but nothing (laughs) wrong with that we are gonna take a real quick break thank a sponsor and we will be right back For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them to recommend a book for you to go and use that trial, use that free book with. Blair, what would be your recommendation? So my recommendation, it's a teacher book, it's called Teach Like Your Hair's on Fire by Rafe Esquith. And he's a fifth grade teacher, I believe in California and he just writes about how he just teaches like his hair is on fire and I'm not going to tell you the story about it but just about why you need to put all of your passion into what you do every day and gives you a lot of great tips and it's a really really awesome book it's my favorite book of all time awesome well if you want to get that book free on audible or any of the 180,000 other titles they have to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player you can just go 
to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Once again, that is www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free audiobook and free 30-day trial. And we are back. We are back with Blair Husted. And it is my favorite time of the entire show. Not not the time for me to sing, though. That's not my favorite time. <laughs> my favorite time is what comes after. But everybody hold your ears real quick because it's story time. Blair, what is your favorite story? It doesn't have to be about tea. It can be about anything. It's just story time, you know? What is it? Here you go. The floor is yours. So I actually wanted to share a teaching story. That's one of my favorites. That's just like when everybody asks me what's my favorite story about teaching, this is what comes to mind. I worked in a quote unquote failing school in Alabama my first two years teaching. I actually worked with Teach for America and, you know, the kids were kind of labeled not by teachers, but by the district and the communities that they were failing and they couldn't succeed and they wouldn't be able to defy those odds. And so I started a STEM club at our school and it was like the first club in 10 years that had been started at our school. And my best friend started another club, a reading club too. And with the STEM club, we actually got the opportunity to take the kids to the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. At Huntsville, Alabama. And the Space and Rocket Center normally costed like $30 a person <laughs> to get in for the students. And the students obviously could not afford that at all. And so we had somebody pay for it and it was amazing. And so during the, the trip, I had a little boy come up to me and he just said, Mrs. Husted, this is better than Christmas morning. And what stuck with me in that moment was just that he, this little boy was homeless. He lived out of a, um, like a motel and kind of just lived out of his car sometimes, like whatever they could afford at that time. And also was like super quiet, super reserved, like participated and was a great kid, but like so so shy and I kid you not I saw this kid like go to another level of excitement like the most excited kid I've ever seen when we were there like literally running up and down the hallways of this space and rocket center like outside like screaming at the rockets that he was just so happy like these giant rockets doing cartwheels down the road like I just saw him at another level and then for him to say it was like better than Christmas morning was just so powerful to me because people didn't realize like just taking a group of kids somewhere like in their community that they couldn't even access because they just didn't have the money could like change their entire mindset and their entire life. And like our kids were totally capable of succeeding and they, they love this space and rocket center. And I saw them do amazing things in the STEM club that like blew my mind, you know, as a 20 something year old person, like they were, they were coming up with better ideas than I could ever come up with. So it, it was just my favorite story because I, I was able to make a difference in that kid's life. And like, I saw him just change his mindset about education and what it meant to him and the opportunities that, that could come from just participating in things and putting his best foot forward. And from that day on in STEM club, I mean, he was gung ho 
every time ready to ready to roll and just just loved every minute of it. And so that's like a huge part of me as a teacher was just like providing kids with experiences because not every kid like gets those opportunities. And what's more powerful than like taking a kid somewhere and giving them the vocabulary and the knowledge of base about something totally new that they have never seen. And it, it's crazy to me the amount of times that this happens. Like I also worked in a community in Florida and the Blue Angels are based out of that community and oh, in, the, in the military. And the kids had never seen the Blue Angels fly. And it's like, it was like 20 minutes away from them. And so we took a, a trip there too. And almost kind of the same thing happened. This girl was, we were walking in the in the museum. It was like on the military base. And the museum had a section that said women in aviation. And she looked at me and she goes, well, I didn't know that you could be a pilot and be a woman. And so like, it, you know, just those like little tiny things that can change a, a child's mindset and a, their life to just like go for what they're passionate about because she clearly like loved this experience and she loved the STEM club and wanted to be in engineering but just didn't know that it was possible for her almost like this little boy like didn't know what was out there so just giving them those experiences about what's out there for them and like the world there's so much to offer them was my passion in education how uh what what grade were you teaching at the at, with these different uh experiences here yes yeah, so in alabama i actually taught kindergarten but okay. the stem club was for grades three to six so we had like 60 kids in the club from grades three to six so i think that little boy was in fourth grade at the time and then in Florida, I taught kindergarten too, but this I ran the STEM club for fifth graders. So that girl was in fifth grade. So just so everyone listening has a reference for that. So fifth grader and a fourth grader, one of them saying that it's better than Christmas morning. <laughs> That's literally me. Like that literally translates in the book of child to <laughs> this is the best thing flipping ever. Like that's that's what that means, you know? Right? Like that's, to be better than Christmas morning, I mean, come on. Like that's crazy. And to get someone that excited about an educational opportunity is just that is that's amazing. That's what yeah, that's it was... what it, that's what it is. That's what it that's what it's for, you know? That's fantastic. I that, agree. That yeah. you were able to find funding, that you were able to give them that experience and sounds like you rocked that as well. That's awesome no. though. Like I love to hear stories like that. So does everybody else. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was took the whole community too, you know, like it wasn't just me, like, you know, I didn't raise the funding, like it was everybody, which is like, just to see like a community come together and give kids one little thing that can change their life. Like, can you imagine if every community just focused on the kids and education, like where we could be Mm. after that? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's, there's some beauty in that for sure. Like just in that story alone, which is an awesome way to start a week. Wouldn't you agree? Anyways, uh, if we're about out of time, actually, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or reach you or find you or follow you, how can they do that? So on Instagram, my Instagram is, I'm pulling it up. This is so bad. I should know this. Um, I used to have a classroom Instagram called fearless in fifth which was really cool, but I don't use it anymore because I don't teach anymore, but it's still on there if you want to see like any of the things that I've done in my classroom. Um, But my my personal Instagram is BlairMarie91. If you want to get a hold of me or chat teacher things, I I can talk your ear off about anything teacher related. Marie Marie being M-A-R-I-E, yes? Yes, that's correct. All right, sweet. And we'll we'll definitely put a, uh, a link in the description for all that. Okay. I do have one more thing I can share though. Yeah, that would please. be that would be 
my, I guess my like one thing I was trying to think of like, okay, what defines me as a teacher, which is like, this is going to sound really bad, but like I break the rules. <laughs> like, I think that's like the best thing about that you can do in teaching is like breaking the rules. And I actually listened to another podcast that said like, don't break the rules, destroy the rules. But like, <laughs> I, instead of focusing on like, they're telling you to, to teach and what, you know, is following all the guidelines, I would just break the rules. I would go on the roof of my school without asking permission <laughs> or yeah. like play the vi- video in class that, you know, you're supposed to get rights for. But I was like, you know what? It's going to take too long or they're going to deny me and then my kids don't have this experience or just like not following the exact guidelines because sometimes teachers know what their kids need and what's going to help them succeed and so destroy the rules that say like do this and it's going to help your student because it has helped in years past because like we live in a totally different society than we did in years past and so you know that was just my my way of like of of living my teaching world. So like breaking the rules and just doing whatever I knew was best for for my students and and what was going to help them succeed in the long run. Yes. Yes. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Awesome. Well, if you know someone that would be great for this podcast or if you yourself would be great for this podcast, go ahead and email me at teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear topics that you want to see covered or any questions, any comments, anything you want to say to me or to anybody else that has been on the show would be great. I would appreciate it. If you want to actually check out my website, you can follow this podcast there. You can also learn about the love and success approach to leadership, which is what I talk about when I go to schools. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to fredmotivates.com. That'll all be in the description. And until next week, go break the rules. You know, go break the rules for your students so that it's better than Christmas morning. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much, Blair, for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you, it. Fred, for we having me. We all appreciate it. And, uh, Happy Monday to everyone, and and I guess to you since we're recording on a Monday. Yes, happy Monday. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. <laughs>